0: This is a CBC Podcast. From the Earwolf Network comes Dr. Game Show, a comedy podcast that takes listener suggestions and turns them into outrageous games. In each episode, hosts Joe Firestone and Manolo Moreno play listener-created games with comedian guests and live callers. Check out new episodes of Dr. Game Show every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I want you to try to imagine a box of nothing. You can't really, right? Because a box would be containing something. What if it's containing something that is not containing nothing? Okay, now try to imagine a box of infinity, like everything. And you also can't really, because it just kinda goes on and on and you can't contain it if it keeps going, right? What's up with that? Ty Asks Why. Hi there, I'm Ty, and this is my podcast, Ty Asks Why. There are so very many great questions out there that you wanna get answers? Questions like, should you trust your gut? What happens after you die? How do we dream? What is love? How are we going to fix climate change? And which one is cooler, zero or infinity? Numbers have always meant a lot to me. My first language might have actually just been math. When I was young and I still really didn't understand English that well, I knew how to talk, but I was still trying to grasp a hold of the many concepts of English but math is just like it was there. Although I could understand the math at a raw level I couldn't really express it and apparently it always came out as jumbly and confusing and I don't really fully remember how I would express myself but my dad
0: does. Mom and I called it made-up math because what you would do is that you would quiz me or mom with a math question that you'd come up with, but since you didn't know add or multiply or divide that well yet, you would just make up words. You'd say something like, hey dad, what's 11 tiddly 59? And I would have no idea because you were the only person who would know what the answer was. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I remember asking about some sort of like pancake. Sure. And you're like, Ty, I have no idea how to do a pancake. And then I had to like explain it to you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you've been explaining math to me for a long time.
1: Since the simpler times of the pancake functions, I've spent a lot of time reading old secondhand textbooks from this old bookseller in our neighborhood. I would absorb more knowledge, be like a sponge sucking up the math. There are numbers that can be put into fractions, numbers that can't be put into fractions and just go on forever. You guys know the Fibonacci sequence, right? One plus one would be two, two plus three equals five. Three the five length of your eight. belly button to your feet, to your head, the ratio of that equals the golden ratio. And then there are just numbers that we just can't comprehend, like zero and infinity. They're both kind of just like the Ultimate mind bogglers. What happens if I pit their coolness against each other? Which one's more important, more expensive? The mind blow up factor. The best and kind of only people that I would really talk to about it would be none other than mathematicians. Hi. Hi. Do I have both of you? You have me. Hi. Okay. So on the phone right now. I was able to call up James Grine and Eugenia Chan. They are both super awesome math people who do a, a lot of thinking about the importance of these numbers.
0: I give lots of talks around the world, and people might have seen me on a YouTube channel called Numberfile.
1: Now, Eugenia is the scientist in residence at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, which is pretty cool.
2: And I've written several books, and the second one was called Beyond Infinity. Uh, I have that book, actually. Oh, I'm so glad to hear.
1: This is the crazy super debate about coolness of zero versus infinity. James, can you explain to me what zero even is as a mathematical concept?
0: Okay, so on one hand, zero is a number. It's like the other numbers, one, two, three, four, five, up to nine. You know, zero times one is zero. Uh, Zero times two is zero. But also that means that it does. Can we cancel out the zeros and we have one equals two? Well, no, we can't. So we do have to treat zero slightly differently from the other numbers. It's a number that represents nothing. Both of them are very abstract ideas in their own ways, but that's what math is about. Math is about going to the abstract to solve problems.
1: Because like, even if we just have the drawing of the number one, that doesn't mean it's one. That's our interpretation and our symbol to represent the concept.
0: You could point out one sheep, one cow, one coin, but what do those things have in common? There's this idea of oneness that they have in common, which is not something you can point at, but it's something that they all share.
2: When you try and teach a small child how to count, you keep showing them objects and going one, two, three, one, two, three, but they have to make a leap inside their head from the objects in front of them to this concept of, as James says, oneness, and you can't do it for them. You can't point at it. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't eat it. And so you just have to do it in your head.
1: It's weird because it's, it's there, but at the same time,
2: it's not there. That's how I think of maths. It's kind of, it's definitely there in my head, but it's also not there because it's just in my head.
1: The same applies to zero. You can't really point at nothing.
2: Zero is the harder idea. It's harder than one, two, three. One sheep and one cow have something in common, but zero sheep and zero cows almost have more in common somehow. At least to me, it's much easier to get zero sheep and zero cows. I've got them right in front of me now.
1: What about infinity? You can't go up to your kid and be like, look, this is one cow, this is no cows, this is everything infinite yeah, cows. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, we don't even have infinite cows on the entire planet. So we couldn't even try to assemble infinite cows. And it's so it's really something that happens inside your brain, but something that you can show to any child and they've probably understood it themselves is that if you eat half of your chocolate cake then you have half left and then if you eat half of what's left then there's still some left and if you eat half of what's left there's still some left so if you keep eating half of your remaining chocolate cake you can take an infinite number of bites of chocolate cake and there will still be some left
1: Ready, bring it over. I have the best producers in the world, and they actually brought me a cake. Oh my god, this is just so awesome. I'm gonna try to cut it infinitely and see if it goes to zero. Okay, here we go.
0: Cake
2: break!
1: So I'm cutting the cake.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you it's think you can cut it infinite times still? Yep. Mm. we we'll just keep eating whatever you give us. Yep.
1: To have, again, yeah. we make the third cut. Two eighths. Now I have a sixteenth. Working <laughs> through it. I could keep cutting it forever and ever and ever forever and ever and ever forever. Anyway, back to the question at hand.
0: Zero is a lot less flashier than infinity. It's something that you would use in everyday life. It actually came from merchants and traders and accountants rather than these sort of intellectuals studying maths.
2: But then again, infinity turns out to be practical as well. And it also turns out to be everywhere through... The field of calculus, which is a piece of mathematics that really governs everything that changes continuously. And that means practically everything in the modern world, including things like, well, electricity. And that's how infinity can be thought of as very practical, as well as having mind-bending and weird properties where you can play around and create strange beasts and strange universes in which peculiar and amazing things happen.
0: Yeah, infinity is the one that's the strangest. I mean, there are strange paradoxes that I can't understand.
1: One example of those paradoxes is that cake conundrum, which I explained in the cake break. And another one is Hilbert's Hotel,
2: that was proposed by the mathematician Hilbert, where he said, let's imagine we have a hotel with an infinite number of rooms.
1: Now, Hilbert's hotel is confusing, but bear with me. Imagine you have a really big hotel. Now, this hotel has infinite rooms. And let's say that one man walks in one night and says, hey, I want to book a room. You know, you can't just send him to the infinite floor. That doesn't really seem fair, you know, because he has to walk all that way so you just send him to room one and send the person on room one to room two and then send the person on room two to room three and keep going so instead of this one guy have to travel so incredibly infinitely far everyone just travels one which works out such a small number but it eventually converges into infinity
2: and that's quite odd because in a normal finite hotel if it's full you can't just fit another guest in without asking them to share a room which they probably won't want to do.
1: Yay, my head hurts.
2: Hooray! We're all getting cleverer.
1: Now, (laughs) James, what do you think of what Eugenia is saying and why do you think zero is cooler?
2: Oh, I think we're going to find
0: that these two ideas are going to be very connected because they are related ideas, one being nothing and one being everything. But without zero, you wouldn't have any of modern mathematics today. The reason zero is so important is because without it, you wouldn't have a place value system. So in the old times, when you wanted to count 13 sheep or something like that, you would have to make a mark for each sheep. So you have to make 13 marks so you can count them. What the Egyptians and the Babylonians did is they started using numerals to represent larger numbers. So now if you want to count 13, you can just use a 1 and a 3. So now you need a zero in here, because what is the difference between 32 and 302? Well, you need that space in the middle. In the old times, that would be actually a space. It was only later that zero was recognized as a number. But with place value system, you can now do the whole of mathematics we know today.
1: Oh, man, if it wasn't for the concept of the number zero, we would still have to use the tally system. You know, the one where it's like one, two, three, four, and then five is just the horizontal line. That would be pretty bad. It's like that boat will cost thirteen thousand two, three.
2: I agree with James that zero is really important and possibly even more important than infinity because more maths depends on zero, really. But just because something's important, I personally don't necessarily think it's cool. There are plenty of things in life that are really important without being cool to me at all. Like, for example, sleep, which I find pretty boring, but I recognize that it's very, very important.
1: Hey, if you want to learn more about the importance of sleep... Then check out my episode
2: about dreams. Not everybody has to understand it in order for it to do its thing in the world around us. If we didn't have access to an infinite number of numbers, then we'd get into trouble because we'd have to stop somewhere. And if you stop somewhere, then everything would implode backward. Oh no.
0: Zero, at its time, was a weird idea, but it turned out to be the more practical. Our computers, the internet, and with just using zeros and ones, you can send any number or any message around the world.
2: It still is a pretty weird idea. Things that seem weird at first get to seem less weird the more time you spend with them. I like things when they make my mind bend. If I feel like my brain is kind of exploding out of my skull, then I feel like I'm making some progress. And that's why I really personally find infinity cool, because there are mind-bending things like that maybe 1 plus infinity is actually different from infinity plus 1. And maybe there are actually different sizes of infinity, so that there's the smallest infinity, but then there's a bigger infinity, and then there's an even bigger infinity. And you can keep going like that infinitely, so that there are infinitely many bigger and bigger infinities.
1: Wow, that was just the sound of my brain's exploding.
2: Those sorts of weird things are why I really love maths, because it's a place where I can explore things that don't really happen in the real world. The real world is very important and it's where we live our lives, but I really like the world of ideas.
1: It doesn't matter which one's cooler. They're both so interesting and so elaborate. They're different, and they're beautiful. Math is messy, but yet in its messiness is a beautiful elegance. Math really is able to take you away. That's what I love about it. On a dark desert highway, Box of nothing in my hand. Up ahead in the distance. Rising up from the sand. Stretching above the clouds. Through the sliding glass door, get my infinite key card. It's for That's 13, Pancake 5, with the flip-over of 6. 84. Ty? Yeah? Did I get the question right? Sure. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ty Poole. This show was produced by Veronica Simmons and Yasmin Matern. Our digital producer is Olivia Pasquarelli. Today my guests were Dr. James Grime and Dr. Eugenia Chang. You guys are awesome. Thanks to Crystal Duhame for the editorial assistance. The theme music is by the legendary Johnny Spence. And also thanks to Johnny for helping me write and record the Infinity song. Next time on Ty asks why climate change. Do you ever lose hope? (sighs) Yes. Till next time, I'm Ty. Keep asking why.